Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Wesley Cox, 28 years of career experience, currently a lieutenant with Winder Fire Department just outside of Athens, Georgia, who's getting ready to become a captain in February. Cadre member with Bears of the Oath and one of the most down-to-earth firefighters you'll ever get to meet. Wesley's mindset of being humble is a great trait you can have as a firefighter, but also when becoming a company officer. With that, I present Mr. Wesley Cox. Wesley Cox, I'm a lieutenant with the Hawaiian Fire Department. I've been in the fire service for 28 years. I currently am uh, station two on the engine. Okay. Um, I got into the fire service mainly because family members were in the fire service. Uh, I grew up in Tucker, Georgia. My uncle was stationed at the DeKalb County Fire Department Station 5 there in Tucker, and I would go hang out at the at the fire station there. So, And then I had a cousin join Gwinnett County Fire, and so it just was always around it. So okay. just got okay. into it that way. Uh, I right. wanted to be, you know, the cliche, I wanted to be a firefighter since I was a little kid, so. All right, but, and, and I, I'm, I'm taking it you still have family that are still in the fire service today. Yes, I do. Um, my uncle is retired. My cousin, he retired, but his son is uh, joined the, the fire service also. Okay. So. All right. All right. And for those that don't know, can you tell us a little bit about Winder Fire Department? Yes, we are located northeast of Atlanta, about an hour. We, uh, we cover 14 square miles. We have two stations. Uh, station one, we have a, an engine, a truck, and a rescue. Uh, we do not transport. They're just strictly medical units. Uh, and at station two, we have an engine and a rescue. Okay. We uh, have 11 personnel on shift. Uh, I have a rookie school going right now, so we'll go to 12 uh, once they graduate. Um, we run about 2,500 calls a year between both stations, and most are medical. Like everybody else? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, are you uh, ALS or BLS certified personnel? BLS. BLS. Uh, everyone has to be EM, at least EMT basic. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so my next question for you is, uh, what does the term aggressive mean to you? Um, well, I've been, like I said, I've been listening to the podcast, this, you know, people answering the question. And currently, to me, the, the term aggressive has negative connotations, uh, just in the world in general. It, it's viewed as, as not being appropriate to be aggressive nowadays, uh, just in general. Um, and to be aggressive doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing um when when we're aggressive with with what we're doing whether it be search fire attack vent i view it that we're just doing what we're trained to do in the appropriate manner in which we're trained to do it um it, it doesn't mean just jumping off the, the engine grabbing the hose kick the front door in and just run inside um and My department's aggressive, I would say. Um, like I said, we only have 11 personnel on the shift, so we have to get after it. Um, when I started, we only had four people on shift. Wow. Yeah. And I actually left Winder for a little while, went to a larger metro area department. And we were doing training one day, just, you know, going over some tactics on the whiteboard. And it was my turn to go, and they asked me what was I going to do. I pull up you know, one room and contents fire. That's full. I'm going to do my 360 and hopefully the hose is at the front door. I'm going to force the door if need be. And I'm going to take the hose in and I'm going to put the fire out. And they were like, what? No, you got to wait on positive water. And I'm like, well, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're five to six minutes away. Why am I going to allow that fire to grow for six minutes? When I've got 750 gallons of water 
right here, I can go in and probably put that fire out with less than a hundred gallons. Um, but that was their policy. But where I had come from, we had four people. You, you didn't have any choice. You had to get off the truck and be aggressive with what you were doing. So, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, if I, I think if you're not being aggressive to get in there and mitigate the fire, do a, uh, a solid search, we're not really doing a, a service to the citizens that, that we serve. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So uh question for you. Uh, and if you don't feel comfortable uh, answering it, that's fine. So you left Winder for a short period of time to go to a bigger municipality. Uh, that's one of the hot topics within the services. If you're not happy or you, you're just not, you want to go somewhere bigger. Uh, how hard was it for you to, to make that decision and then how hard was it or easy was it for you to say, you know what, I'm going back. Um, it was a difficult choice. Uh, I really enjoyed the people I worked with. Uh, the, the fire chief at the time was great. Um, I wanted that experience, I think, is what I was looking for. I wanted to, to run the calls and, you know, and, and be part of that bigger department. Mm-hmm. And then when I got there, I realized that, you know, it's it's on a larger scale. There's more people. There's more apparatus. Right. There's a lot more politics. Um, and I, I didn't like that part of it. I didn't like, like, I saw the fire chief one day down at the admin building. And he said hello, but he had no idea who I was. Uh-huh. No clue. And from where I came from, you know, everyone knew who I was in the department. Everyone knew who my children were, um, my wife. And so I I enjoyed that. And my wife, actually, during that time, we were having our second second child. And a spot came back open at Winder for a driver's position, which I was was when I left. And uh, the fire chief offered it back to me and. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Now, you know, I lost a lot of money by doing that because I would be, there's no telling what I'd be making now, but it wasn't worth the drive missing. Um, Like at Winder, if you want to be off, you just take off. Uh, Mm -hmm. Never, hardly ever told you can't be off. Um, And then, you know, larger departments, it's a little harder to take off from work. So uh, both my children played competitive sports so it was i think it was the best decision to go back okay okay uh i I like i like how you said that because a lot of individuals are i don't want to say a lot some individuals feel like if they're not on that department that's a lot bigger you know they, they they feel like they're not fulfilling some of them feel like they're not fulfilling their their goal of you know i want to be at such and such fire department because it's a big city. But with that comes, you're just a number. Fire chief's not going to know who you are, unfortunately. It's just it's just the way it is. If, if you're so large, you're pretty much a number where where you if you stay at a smaller municipality or organization, everybody knows everybody there. And um, I really like the fact that you said it's really the same thing, just on a grander scale, more calls, but it's the same calls that you want whether you're in a large municipality or a small municipality. Yeah. And, you know, like one day I, we ran at that larger department, we ran 13 fire alarms in one day. And that was terrible. (laughs) Uh, That was terrible because we had to, uh, for that one, um, it it was just, it was awful. Um, And it wanted, you know, we averaged about three to four calls a day, uh, which is great. Um, we're still helping people. We're mm-hmm. still doing the same things. Um, like I said, just not as often, but at the same time, we're, we're out in the community a lot and, you know, we get to just, I don't know, be family, right? Be more of a family, like larger departments, the, your station, you're the family, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe the surrounding stations, everyone gets together, but like we get together. Uh, Thanksgiving, if we work, we have the whole, everyone comes for Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas stuff. Um, it's just good. I, I enjoy the smaller department, the, the closeness. Okay. 
Okay. And we've had people leave and go to big departments and they love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss the guys that have left because they were, they were good firefighters. Um, I wish they would have stayed, but I under, I, from doing it, I understand the, the allure of I'm going to go fight some fires. If we had more fires, I think people would rather stay in the smaller, but we just don't, we don't have the fire volume that the cat county has. So, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it, t- it totally makes sense. It, it really, it, to me, it all comes down to the individual. It's all about what you want. If you want to work for a big municipality department, then go right ahead. But, you know, uh, as a term, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And I, 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 I can totally get your sentiments on that. Um, I did, I did forget to ask, uh, what's your minimum staffing at Winder? Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. We only have two people two people off per shift um and we have part-timers still not okay. many but a few okay um and we'll usually feel we try and keep it at nine but you know sometimes we just doesn't happen okay all right and with you being a smaller organization uh uh what's your um how far away is your 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 mutual aid uh, we're surrounded by Barrow County, so uh, just a couple miles. It's not okay. far. Okay. Uh, we actually have a part of the city that we run automatic aid with with the county unit. We're about the same distance from that area. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Um, next question for you, which ties in perfectly, uh, since you are a, 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 a lieutenant getting ready to be captain. Do you believe there should be a years of clause service for promotion? That's a tricky question, really, um, because years of service doesn't necessarily equate to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think there should be some form of years of service. I don't think that you should be able to just jump right into being promoted after being there, you know, I, oh, I got my certification. Oh, oh I want to go to driver. Bam. I'm a driver. And mm-hmm. that happened to me. I got, I got hired full time. We had, like I said, four guys on shift and I had to be a driver. So I of course went straight into all the driver stuff, learning to drive and, and doing that. Um, and it, and it was great, but I missed out on being a tailboard firefighter. Right. Um, I think you, a lot of the guys want to be promoted quickly because a, you get money, uh, B it's a higher position in the, in the rank system, but enjoy where you're at for a while. And so I think there should ultimately be, you know, some form of years of service clause. Um, we have it at our department, um, and it's worked out for us pretty well. Okay. Um, I think it's you've got to be a firefighter for one year before you're promoted to driver. And I mean, I've, I've I haven't been like I said, I've been a lieutenant so long. I can't remember what the years of service is for lieutenant. I know to become captain from lieutenant, I believe it's three years. Okay. So, okay. Um, but you know, somewhere in that range, I think would be good. Three years at a position is you should be able to get enough um, experience to move up to the next level. Okay, all right. And just like I got from, I had been a driver for six years when I got promoted to lieutenant. Um, thought I was ready and realized really quick that no, <laughs> uh, you're not. And it wasn't necessarily the the cause; it was station life, becoming right. a boss. Um, around the station was the most difficult part of being promoted. Okay. Uh, running the calls is easy. Mm-hmm. Handling people, not so much. Right. And, and you hear that a lot. You hear that a lot. It's not, it's not about the, the call aspect or being in charge, being in command. It's personnel issues. Uh, whether it's, uh, two individuals can't get along. Like that's the, that's where I think we're, we're, we're lacking as far as, um, as far as uh, officer development, it's it's not yeah. it's you know it's easy to go all right. This is how you're going to do your size up. This is what you look for. Blah 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 blah. But inter 
personal issues with personnel. That's, that's where it is. Oh, absolutely. Like when I got promoted, when my chief handed me my bugles, he said, oh, remember, you're no longer one of the guys. You know, and so I took that to heart. I'm not, I'm not one of the guys anymore. I'm, I'm their boss. Mm -hmm. And I was terrible when I first got promoted. It was strictly by the book. Do what I tell you. Don't question. I mean, it was awful. And it actually took uh, a firefighter tell me one day we're out in the bay and he just says, man, you're terrible. And I was like, what? He's like, man, the way you do these things and the way you talk. And I was like, wow. And I came home and I got off the next day and told my wife, she goes, yeah, you can be kind of strict, very militaristic. Um, and I was like, okay. So I started working on that, trying to change it. Now they make fun of me and say uh, that I've gone soft. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. they're like, oh, you've gone soft. But it, uh, I learned to care about them, I guess. Right. More so than just be their boss. And like, I'm still one of the guys, especially around the station. Just we have that understanding that when we, it's time to go to work, mm -hmm. we're at work. Mm -hmm. We can talk about it when we get back. If there's a question or something that I've, you know, something I've told you to do or how we did something. But when when it's time to go to work, we go to work and and it works out. So, um, but yeah, that okay. was hard. No, no. And, and I get it because, you know, a, a lot of uh, or I, I got to stop saying a lot of uh um, some individuals would take what that firefighter told you being a lower rank than you as an insult. But the fact that you listened, absorbed it, processed it, went home, and then you're like, you know what? I'm going to change that right there shows how much you have developed now to being a better officer. Because sometimes it takes those hard conversations with an individual that's not your rank to go, hey, Cap, Lieutenant, whatever the case may be, you're, you're, you're kind of mean or this or that and not take it to heart. So I can, that's awesome. Yeah. It, uh, and some people would be, I guess, uh, lack of a better term, threatened by that. But mm -hmm. so I told my wife, I was like, I didn't, I didn't know that they felt that way. I thought they were just, you know, walking the line like I wanted them to and everything was good. But secretly they're like, man, and, and then I was talking with some other officers and they said, yeah. And it's what I tell guys that are being promoted now is when you get promoted, you come in, you can come in hard and then back off, but you can't come in soft and then try and go hard on them because now you, you just can't, you can't yeah. do it that way. Right. Um, it's easy to back off a little bit and, and if he hadn't told me that that day, I, I don't know that I would have, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't have the crews that I have now that in the relationships that I have. So okay. I really appreciated him doing that for me. Awesome. Honestly. Awesome. Okay. All right. Um, for a promotion to company officer, are you in favor for a simulated computer fire scenario or a scenario involving real people with real companies in real time? I'm not a fan of the simulated um mainly because i don't like them i don't like to do the simulations it's hard to um get a feel for what's going on okay just looking at a tv screen right uh, i actually didn't get a fire department job based off of having to talk to a a tv screen during an interview process uh, they said i didn't show enough empathy i'm like well how, how do you show <laughs> empathy to a tv screen right you know right um, so, but, you know, logistically, I don't know how feasible it is to do a full blown live, you know, scenario right? for someone. So I understand doing the, um, simulated, I actually took part of a, a, a promotional process in Albany to, uh, and they had to do the simulated fire scenes which okay. the program that they used was great because okay. it actually gave you conditions and it based off what they did, the conditions changed. Okay. Um, 
So if you have those capabilities, I think it would be great. But I don't okay. think people, everyone has that capability. I think it's right. usually you're talking to the screen and getting told what's happening. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, realistic training on a small budget. I'm not sure what Winder's budget is. I'm sure it's no, it's no next big municipality over, but how, how do you, or how does your department try to give the, the most realistic training to your members? Yeah, we don't have a, a big training budget. Um, we do have a Connex, uh box burn building that we use. Um, we also have a, we call it our rescue recovery simulator, but it's basically a a building with two levels in it. And it's basically a, a U-shaped and you crawl through it with all these obstacles with the wires and all that. So we, we do that. Um, we smoke up the building. And we we do a lot with a little. Uh, mm -hmm. um, I wish we had the capabilities to do to do more, but the budget just isn't isn't there for that. Um, right. To me, what I try to do when we're training, um, we don't do things that aren't realistic. You know, we don't do any like crazy putting people in places they're not going to be to, okay. to locate victims. Um, and we don't have unrealistic expectations. Um, and we preach, you know, if you're going to mess up, we're, this is where we're going to mess up right. right here on the training ground. Right. Um, I think a big thing to do is, is maybe get people a little tired before you uh, start evolutions. So that way, they, they kind of get that feel of an actual, you know, heart rate's already up. They're a little excited, you know, maybe a little winded mm -hmm. uh, to, to go through those things. Okay. And our training officer, he does a pretty good job of, uh, of, of putting things together for us. Okay. All right. Um, for some that don't know you, you are a cadre member for Bears of the Oath. Yes. With Shane Bentley. Um, how did that whole process come about? Well, um, I actually had gotten, I'm a, the department, I'm going to just say this. We got stale. Just the department in general was stale. Training wise, we weren't doing any training. And I got into fire investigations, um, and started doing that. So I, I pretty much put a, a lot of effort into investigating fires. Um, I got on with a company doing insurance work. And then I went through this program called the CFI through the International Association of Arson Investigators. It's basically like a three-year internship to get this certified fire investigator stamp. Okay. Um, I did that. And so I didn't do a whole lot of actual firefighter training. Um, I did a lot of fire investigations training because I was like, all right, this is going to be my future when I retire. So I got, I got to, I got to work on this. And then we, we started hiring people and a firefighter actually wanted to go to a, a class over in Alabama called high school hot with Todd Edwards. And so we go to it and bears of the oath, was there helping and went through that class and it, and it really opened my eyes to what I thought training was. Okay. I was like, man, this is, this was intense, you know? And, um, and then we have another Lieutenant. He was actually already part of the bears of the oath and I, I didn't even realize it. And so he was like, all right, we're having another class. And so me and my, my station, my crew, we went to, um, what's your plan? Okay. Which is a, basically you show up, they give you an assignment on a, a truck or an engine and say, go no direction, nothing buildings on fire and you got victims go. 
we had a plan. I went in the window. We were the search team. And, I mean, I just shit the bed. <laughs> I'll be honest. <clears throat> Lost my composure. You know, I was yelling at people. I mean, I was terrible. Mm-hmm. And realized really quick that, man, I thought I was a good firefighter. I thought I was good at this, but no. So we got together. We talked, you know, me and my crew, and listened to what the instructors were telling us afterwards. I mean, they cr- critiqued us, and they critiqued us hard. I mean, and they critiqued me hard, mm-hmm. and I deserved it. Um, I had to apologize to my guys because I snapped at them when we came out. And I wasn't mad at them. I was mad at myself because I let my emotions get the best of me, and just it was terrible. But uh, after that, we just made the decision that that's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. So the rest of the thing, we, we crushed it. And then we I basically went to every class that they offered. Um, and I guess I put in the work and got invited to come help do do one class and, and then got invited to go do another class. And so I just started kind of helping out. And, and that's basically how Shane uh, – works is if you put in the work he'll reward you with uh with helping because you know you got to make it grow right uh, and then next thing i knew i was in texas at the dagum uh texas fire conference helping teach over there and and just got got going so but okay good deal i really enjoy it okay i've always i've always enjoyed training and and instructing and i guess that comes from i was a i was a a youth football coach for 17 years um softball and baseball so i guess just you know helping people learn just kind of comes comes natural Mm -hmm. but but yeah that's how that that came about do bad and realize you need to work on it and do all the work to fix it and, and it pays off absolutely absolutely and 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 it goes to show too how um stress how important that how very important it is for individuals to know that stress plays a major role into your composure during a bad situation oh absolutely um the thing is like i said we didn't train so firefighting skills are perishable skills i mean they they drop off and they drop off fast mm-hmm. uh, if you don't if you don't get out there and and, and do the skills you're going to you know lose them uh, throwing ladders search getting dressed like i changed up my gear and it's thrown me completely off on getting dressed uh here lately um but you just you just got to stay on top of it and i think that's the key to not having those issues if you stay on top of your training do those drills when you actually get in those situations, it just, it just, you know, you revert back to what you've been doing. Right. And like I said, I hadn't been doing any search. I had, you know, not consistently. And then when we got put in the situation, it, it didn't go well. Okay. But like I said, that's where you want it to not go well. Mm-hmm. It's on the training ground. Absolutely. Uh, Cause you know, it, uh, definitely don't want it to go, like it did on a real fire. Mm-hmm. Tell you that. So okay, but All it was right. okay. Um, with you being a pretty much like an instructor with the Kaiser Group, what is your favorite topic to teach? Uh, I teach a lot of the forcible entry. Okay. Uh, they have an irons and saws class, and I do a lot of the urban or commercial forcible entry, uh, garage doors, uh, exterior, um, commercial doors with drop bars and things like that. Uh, saw work. Okay. Um, I enjoy doing that. And search and rescue. I enjoy doing search and rescue. Um, writ. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing that. Um, and that, that's pretty much my topics. Okay. Not okay. a big hose hose guy like the no. whole, <laughs> well, I, I'm not good at that stuff. Okay. Um, 
you give me a hose. I, I you know, I haven't been on the nozzle because I've been a lieutenant since 2004. So right, right. I try not to grab the hose from guys. Okay. Um, but I'd like to be able to, you know, say I was good at instructing that, but I'm not. Okay. I'll, right. I'll leave that to other people. Okay. I mean, no, totally. It's, it's definitely understandable. Uh, that's not your role. You, you pretty much kind of like stay in your lane and, and do what uh, a good Lieutenant's supposed to do. Yeah. Stay out of the way of the nozzle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, and with uh, another question I forgot to ask with Winder, um, are you, I'm pretty much with a with a with a two station department. You have to be a jack of all trades, right? Like, yeah, we uh, for a uh, for a house fire, we get our two engines, our ladder, and our two rescues. Okay, um, and we try to implement not necessarily riding assignments, but like okay. each truck when you when you get on scene, this is your assignment. Mm-hmm. Just, so you know walking up that way incident command doesn't have to you know assign people as they're coming up you know that you're assigned to this truck this is your duty okay. we try and do that doesn't always work out that way because we're still kind of learning that mm-hmm. uh, but yeah you have to be able to do it all um we have guys on on my shift uh they love truck work so they're always wanting to get on the roof um our chief isn't a big proponent of vertical vent. Okay. Um, and I get it, but at the same time, it actually works and it works really well. We've had a couple of fires for recently. Uh, we actually got on the roof, cut the hole, made conditions a hundred percent better immediately. Mm-hmm. And then we had another fire very similar, asked to do the roof, was told no, horizontal vent, it was doing nothing. To, to clear it out um okay. so but uh yeah we all we all have to to fill the role that we're assigned when when we get it because you know you're you're not necessarily always on the same truck right right uh, at my station though i had a crew and we we have it pretty much set driver and lieutenant on the engine two firefighters on the rescue um and then the driver and myself will ride the rescue maybe once a month. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we're fixing to get a third firefighter at that station. So that'll give those guys a chance to ride on the engine mm-hmm. on a rotation. But I view that the officer should dry, ride seat. The driver should drive. Um, it sucks. But like I said, when I got hired, there was four of us and we had the same amount of trucks. Right. So you just, left your gear in the bay and you got on whatever truck got dispatched. So, um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, we, uh, we have to be ready to do whatever's asked of us. Okay. All right. Um, physical fitness. I'm assuming to, to you, knowing you and seeing the, your, the, the things you post, cause I'm pretty sure you're part of the uncommon fireman group. I am. Yeah. Uh, um, how important do you think that is? Well, I can tell you at 51 years old, it's very important. Um, to be 51 and still do the workouts that, that the guys want to do, um, I think it is very beneficial to me to, to, to get out there and, and exercise. Um, and, you know, I see guys in the uncommon, they post me, and I'm like, I don't know if I can do that workout. I've tried a few of them. Right. Fail. But if you can't do the work because your physical fitness is, is garbage, what, what good are you? Exactly. Um, being physically fit causes you, in, in my opinion, your bottle's going to last longer. Mm-hmm. So that I means you're going to be able to search longer. You're going to be able to stretch hose longer you know you're going to be able to stay in the fight longer and that's the biggest reason for me is if we can stay in there make that bottle last and still operate 
get those victims out because like we had a guy doing forcible entry one day and he got done. He's like, man, I'm tired. I'm like, dude, we haven't gone to work yet. You just opened the door. All right. We still got to search, pull hose, do all this stuff. Um, so being fit allows you to operate at that level. And, that, and that's where you need to be. Um, is mine where I needed to be? No. Uh, but I, I try and work on it as much as possible. Right, um, right. And like we've got a guy on our shift, and he uh, he puts together a lot of workouts for us, and he's just uh, an animal. Okay. He doesn't get tired. He It's crazy. And I'm like, man, I wish I was 30-something. Well, that's, old again. <laughs> that's the thing, though. As you know, and even I'm learning that because as you get older, like your your body responds differently. Your recovery time is a lot different. You know, the fire service is a young man and woman's game for sure. But to me, no matter as you progress in age, as long as you continue to do the work and not sit on the couch, as long as you're doing something to sweat, get that heart rate up, you're, to me, it's more beneficial than, than not doing anything. Oh yeah. Um, like I had, uh, I started doing yoga with my okay. wife, um, hot yoga at that. So, okay. um, and it was amazing. I felt great, but I pulled a muscle or something in my, in my thigh. Mm-hmm. So, Getting that rehab is taking forever, which has knocked me off on being able to exercise like I want to. Um, just kind of started back the other day, and I'm paying the price today. My whole body hurts. Um, did some weightlifting, then went out in the bay and did a little um, functional fitness type workout. Um, okay. But yeah, if you, as long as you're doing some form, getting a sweat, lifting some weights, moving some things you can build up my wife always says that i don't know what i'm doing she's like you just go right back in feet i mean both feet and then you hurt for a week i'm like well yeah because if i try and ease into it i'm gonna stop so i just jump back in and basically i always say i just punish myself for not staying uh consistent with it so don't ease back into it i'm Put the hurt on me, okay. and, uh, and then next shift it'll it'll be better. And then, of course, you know it just works into where it's just routine again. Right, right, okay. And how much longer do you have to go before you can retire? Uh, I can retire at fifty-five, so I've got four years left. Four years left, okay. Yeah, and people ask me, "Are you going to go?" And then, I don't know. I mean, you, you, cross, you cross that path when you get there. Yeah, I mean, I still love love the job. I I, I really love the guys I work with, mm-hmm. um, and as long as my body holds up, you know, I don't see why I couldn't go a couple more years. But right. you know, my fire chief is six months older than me, okay. so he's gonna he's gonna be retiring. Um, and I guess I'll see what happens after he leaves. Okay, it's, you know, depending on. The new chief, I guess. Okay. The new chief may be like, man, you're old. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was kind of thinking more toward the the way you were talking, like maybe chief in your future? You know, I always thought I wanted to be a fire chief. Uh-huh. When I first got the fire service, I'm like, I'm going to be that guy. Uh-huh. Um, my wife told me I wouldn't last five minutes as a fire chief. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't see. I mean, I'd probably throw my hat in the ring if it came open. Okay. Just to see. I mean, right. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Just, just to see what happens. Yeah. Okay. But okay. But yeah, I'll cross that bridge when it comes. Okay. All right. Understandable. Um, what uh, what what schedule do you guys work? We work at the twenty four forty eight. Twenty four forty eight. Okay. Have has has Winder always done that? Yes, we've okay. always done twenty four forty eight. Okay. Um, there's some people wanting the forty eight ninety six. I don't know if it'll ever happen. Mm-hmm. Um, at this stage in my career, I wouldn't want to change. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't want to work forty eights, but you know, I see the benefits. Um, 
being home for four days would be awesome. It would have been great when my kids were playing competitive sports. Right. But now they're grown. Um, they're 23 and 21. So, um, but I definitely see the allure about, I don't know that our department would go to it. Okay. We definitely don't, we definitely have the call volume to, to do it because you're not going to be exhausted the next day. Uh-huh. Uh, to where I don't see how some departments do it if they're running a bunch of calls. That's yeah. Same here. Same here. I mean, I, like I said, there's a big study going on towards the uh, fire department's uh, scheduling and, you know, most departments uh, use the 2448 format. But like you said, if you're at a busy municipality doing 48 hours in a row, granted, they always say their first days, they're busy days, second days, more like a weekend. But still, if you're getting hammered in, I just don't see how yeah. you could do that for two days in a row. Yeah, like the Gwinnett County um, bus up to, to Barrow and some of their stations, I mean, they, they run 25 calls a shift. Uh, how could you do that? Right. You know, two days in a row. Yeah. Because the ne- that third day going home, you're just going to be useless. Yeah, you're pretty much maybe done. Even, maybe even two days, depending on what, what you ran. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I think if you ran less than 10 a shift, if you average less than 10 a shift, you, you could probably manage that. Okay. That wouldn't be bad, but okay. I definitely see the allure of of doing it. Um, I wouldn't personally like to work forty eight hours in a row. Right. Okay. But All right. <clears throat> um, people that do it love it. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. It's it. It's all about what you know, or you know, the experience of it. I, I'm not really a true fan of it. Uh, I prefer. Uh, I like the twenty four seventy twos. But uh, you, I think in order to do it, you need another shift. So like yeah, we, yeah. we would need a D shift. And I, I just don't see our municipality in town going sure. But I, I truly believe there are benefits of a different work schedule that I'm sure people are trying to work on. It's just it's just not gaining the traction in, in areas, certain areas of the country. Right. Um and, you know, I haven't looked at the studies. I've seen some postings about it, but I, I know you work the same amount of hours. Right. So, and they're like, oh, you have more time. Well, it's the same amount of hours out of the year mm-hmm. or even out of the month. So it's just, you have more consecutive days at home, I guess is, is the big, when you get a weekend, you get a weekend. Right. You know, you get right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. And Monday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, and that would be great. But like I said, this late in my career, I don't want to change. Good. Okay. All right. Um, last topic for you, uh, which is, I'm pretty sure it's going to hit home because uh, that's that's one of the things Bears of the Oath hits hard on. Uh, wellness and truly being there for one another. You know, a lot of people use the term brotherhood, brother, sister, but actions dictate that not just a saying or phrase and i remember listening because i met you in tennessee when we were there for uh J- michael muller's uh memorial training and that yeah. was one of the things shane hit hard on was looking to your left and to your right and making sure you know what this person's favorite color is or what 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 their wife's name is how how big is that or how important is that for you um well, like I said earlier, when I'm coming back to Winder after, you know, after leaving, that was a big part of it, to, to be with people that you know. Um, uh, let's see. You have to care about the people, uh, truly care for them, especially as an officer, for them to, to follow you. They'll know if you're fake. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I'm not a, well, I wasn't a big um, touchy-feely kind of guy. You know, my wife even would say that some people felt that I was unapproachable. I was just reserved. Um, okay. I tried to, because I, I, I love being around people. I really enjoy being in, you know, around people. Um, and so I've, I've tried to actually show smile, 
hug them, um, and and let them know that you actually care for them. And being around people that that show that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, being around Shane and and that everyone associates it, um, you know. And you can't just say the words; you actually have to show it. You care for them. Exactly. Um, and by knowing things about them, um, them wanting to come and talk to you about personal things. Um, and you, and you want that. I want that as an officer. Like I have a, a firefighter now. He just got married on Sunday yeah. and he, he had to write his own vows and we were giving him a hard time, you know, you know, firehouse stuff. Right. Just right. Giving him a hard time. Right. And when he came over, he didn't have a great reputation when he came over. Um, and I told him, I said, I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. I said, but it's going to be on you to show me that, that that's not who you are. And it was a big learning curve for him. Um, I mean, I was on it about doing things. I wrote mm-hmm. him up mm-hmm. for not knowing territory and, but he learned his territory. He is, he's a good firefighter. He can do, he does the job and he does it well. Um, but I, I wasn't expecting it, but the other night he said, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, yeah. I thought, oh, what, mm-hmm. what's happening? Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. what, what has someone said to him or maybe someone crossed the line or something? And he's, he asked me, he said, uh, could I read my vows to you? And I was like, uh yeah yeah if you if you want or, or if you just want me to read them mm-hmm. he said no i want to read them and so he read them out loud to me um and i thought that was a, a good moment there that he trusted me enough to share these intimate things that he's going to be saying to his wife and and they were actually really good he, he okay. actually did a really good job uh, okay. and if, if you knew him you'd be like you, that's weird that because <laughs> he's he's a car. I mean, he's just he's great, but you know, he just didn't. I didn't expect them right to be right they were, but that made me feel like I'm doing my job right. Mm-hmm. When he was comfortable enough to do something like that, and he's fairly new to our shift, um, I'm like, well, okay, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Absolutely, um, and that's the thing, just to let them actually know you care for them. Don't be afraid to tell them that you love them, even though they're going to give you shit. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell, I had a crew and I mean, they, we, I mean, they were, they're basically reignited my passion for the fire service, the crew that I had. And I could say something like that. I'd say, I love you. And, the, and of course it blew up. So you told me you love me. And they wouldn't let me forget <laughs> it. <laughs> like firemen do. And it's yeah. just, uh, just what know, we do. Right. And, but, and that's a two-way street. Um, a lot of officers don't view that their firemen can, right. can also listen to you if you're having problems. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing. Um, a lot of people come to work. They don't, they don't let, you know, personal life come into the station. But I need to know if you had a huge fight with your wife the night before. Um, because it's going to affect you, mm-hmm. even though you're trying to leave it at the door. And I, I mean, I've, I've done it. I've shown up me and the wife, not, not getting along and it's, you're distracted. Um, and we have to be comfortable enough with each other to share those things. Right. And then, because, you know, maybe like I'm, like I said, I'm 51. I've been in the fire service for 28 years. I've experienced a lot of things. Well, I've probably experienced what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if you show them those things, they trust you enough to to maybe come to you. To tell you so. exactly, exactly. But right. it does make life easier when you care for each other. And like with our department, the other shifts we bicker and we have our issues. Um, but at the same time, I think if you call any of them, I would hope they would show up for you. Right. Um, and, and then the, 
like being in a smaller department, living in like I lived in Winder for a while. Okay. But living in the community, you know, you run that risk of running a call on somebody you know. That you know. Yep. And we actually did that one night with a, a firefighter's dad. And he was on shift. Okay. And we, you know, we went to that call and that was terrible. Um, but uh, uh, I think he knows that I, I love him. And if he ever need anything, he, he could call me. Um, so, but yeah, Shane preaching that is, and it's not just talk. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the real deal. Absolutely. Sure is. Definitely. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I, I love hearing it. I love, it's always good to, to know, like you have an officer, but when you need him not to be Lieutenant Cox, like, I, I just need you to be Wesley for a minute. Can we talk? And you go, absolutely. Like, what do you need? That right there goes a long way into making a crew very cohesive and, and, and a good bonding experience. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Because now it's, it's, it's personal. Mm-hmm. And I tell everyone, look, if I write you up, it's business. Right. As soon as I put this piece of paper away. That's it. So sure. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm not mad at you for what happened. Uh-huh. Uh, and I write people up. I'm out to, and then people tell you, I write them up. Um, a big pet peeve is being late. I'll give you your oral reprimand and you're late again. I will write you up, which both of ours are on written. Okay. But, um, but I'm not mad at them. They, they're probably mad at me for doing it. I, I know, but you know? yeah, yeah, but it's, 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 no, you're, you're, I'm not mad I, yeah. at them. Um, and I hope that, and I haven't had the experience of, you know, anyone holding a grudge against it because I explained to them, it's just work. Mm-hmm. I get paid to be an officer. And this is part of my job is you were not here at the designated time. And I'm going to document it because if I don't and it becomes a, a issue, that's right. I have to show, Hey man, he's been late four times. Mm-hmm we've had these conversations and it keeps happening. Um, and usually it doesn't anymore. Right. Um, and the thing is I had a, a firefighter, I wrote him up and he got mad. We had words. We taught it out, hugged each other, called it good. We got it out of our system and we went about our day. No, and I mean, the way it could be. Exactly. Exactly. It's the way it should be because I can definitely relate because my officers knew, I think he's almost, almost a year. And I'm pretty sure he's, he's up. He's got almost a year now as, as, as an officer. And um, we were training one, one day and we had uh, to go somewhere and I forgot, we put the ladders back, but I forgot to make sure it was latched and we were going down the road, not to a call, made a turn, ladders came off, didn't even know it came off. (laughs) He gets a phone call and he's like, Hey, do do we secure the ladders back? And I'm like, Oh yeah. We look out. I was like, Oh no, we didn't. And at the end of the uh, before shift, before that evening, he calls me in his office and he had this look on his face. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, hey, man, unfortunately, I have to give you a written verbal. And I'm like, oh, man, you're good. Like, but he felt bad about it. But I'm like, no, I said, this is me being an adult. Like, it's your job. It's understandable. I signed it. I was like, hey, Cap, like, there's no, like, I'm not mad at you. I I, I own it. I'm owning it 100% that it was, I should have checked it. I didn't. And, you know, no ill feelings. And, you know, I'm sure that made him hopefully feel better that he had to, in a crappy situation, he had to write me up or give me a written verbal. But at the end of the day, I told him, I said, it, it's going to happen. And the way he looks at it now is I actually, uh, <laughs> I don't know what the, what's going to happen, but uh, me and my fireman, we did a, uh, uh, a PT exercise in gear and we were doing dirty drags and we did them in the bay, but I'm like, the bay's too smooth. And I, and I told him, I said, Hey man, this right here is giving you a false sense of, of security of what it's really going to be like against my better judgment. I should have thought better, but I didn't, we did it on the concrete pad. And after the fourth dirty drag, cause we did four rounds, he was like, we got up and he's like, Oh crap, dude, your gear. And I looked, I took my jacket off. It looked like I had been mauled by a lion. And I was like, crap. Oh. I was like, well, it is what it is. We did it for a good cause. Whatever happens, happens. So I call our, our logistics chief, explain. He already saw it because he saw the video. And then he's like, 
Well, and I told him, I said, I, I should have known better. I was like, but it is what it is. So there's a chance I might get I might get a written verbal for it. It's okay if I do. I own it. But yeah. then my captain looks at me. He's like, well, I've always gone by the saying, if you're not being wrote up, you're not doing shit. So, <laughs> and I kind of like it. Like, I mean, it's not like we're sitting in the recliner all day. Like we're actually putting in the work, but I didn't want to give my fireman a false sense of, man, when you do drags, it's not going to be this smooth. So let's do it out on the, on the pad. But long story short, if I do get wrote up for it, that's another thing I'm not going to be mad at him for. Like I own it. I'm an adult. It, it is what it is. Yeah. And unfortunately that's part of it. I mean, we exactly. work for an or- organizations and there's consequence for four things um like one person i was i was writing them up i think it was for being late or or something and they're like well you're just gonna pick and choose what to follow and i'm like what are you talking about and he's like well so and so said a cuss and we have a an sop is there's no cussing on the fire ground oh okay that's not realistic no, because I'm going to break that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you know, that's not a realistic SOP to write someone up. I'm like, no, I'm not going to write. I said, but, and, you know, it kind of, it irked me that he said that. Uh-huh. And so I said, okay, you want me to follow every single one? Mm-hmm. I will. And it's going to be terrible here. Exactly. Um, and then he thought, he was like, oh. Because we also have a no tobacco prop policy. Uh. <laughs> so that person, he dips snuff. So, okay. like, well, I mean, life's going to be terrible. Yeah, for so you. Take, and yeah. I, I said, just, just take the reprimand, dude. Just take it, and we'll move on. Don't mm-hmm. you were late? Just take. It. Mm-hmm. It's not going in your file. It's going in a file in my drawer. And six months, I'll shred it, and it'll be gone. Right. So, um. But yeah, that that's the only time I think I've, someone's questioned it is they wanted to try and prove a point. Uh huh. That oh, we're picking and choosing, and I'm like, mm, no, this that's not how it works. Because if we followed <laughs> everyone, no one would work here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. That is an interesting SOP though, because I'm telling you, yeah. I would be terrible at that. I mean, oh I, man. <laughs> And we've had a guy get written up for it. Wow. Yeah, we were we were on a fire. And he's you know, we were all kind of there. And he he dropped an F bomb at an officer, just like, man, fuck you. And it, you know, it was a back and forth kind of deal. Well, another officer heard it and wrote him up for cussing at an officer. Wow. Yeah. But he's also an officer that um, would be offended or feel threatened if someone told him, hey, man, you're you need to change. You're not doing good. You know, Okay. things like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Uh, they're out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. I'm sure anyone listening can attest. They 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 can picture an officer or a fireman or a chief officer like that's exactly who this person reminds me of. So I I get it. I get it. Yeah. They all know who it is. Yeah. Yeah, you know. it's, it's nature of the beast. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Um, well, I, I I truly appreciate you coming on and talking shop with me. Uh, I really do. And I, like I said, we met through a, an awesome. The 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 reason wasn't the greatest, but the purpose behind it and the fact that all these different individuals from as far as Florida to I couldn't remember where all, all came together for for yeah. a great cause to to get better at a job that uh jamichael loved so um i appreciate meeting you and staying in contact with you and thank you for coming on to talk shop oh thank you for having me it was uh it was uh, i was shocked when you actually reached out i was like man i'm nobody what what is this and so but uh i appreciate what you do like i said i once you you reached out i started listening i'm like man i've been missing out i i had i wasn't a podcast guy okay Um, Okay. now i listen to 30 minutes to work. I'll uh-huh. listen on the way and I'll listen on the way back okay. the next morning. So, okay. uh, and then I've reached out to, or gone out to some others, but I really appreciate it and have enjoyed it. You keep doing what you're doing. Yes, sir. Thank uh, you. Hopefully I'll see you on another training. Oh, I'm sure. On training ground again. I'm sure. I'm sure we, we'll, we'll definitely cross paths. Sounds good.
All right, sir. You you uh you stay good, stay safe, and uh, tell your wife thank you for allowing you to spend some time to talk to me. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> All right. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.